For our municipal watch feature today, we're taking a look at Tswane and, of course, some labeling it amongst the worst metros uh, in the province, particularly in Gauteng. Now, there have been a number of concerns that are being raised about how the city is being run. We'll get to the crux of the issues. Nketeni Mutavi is the regional chairperson of Samu in Tswane. Nketeni, good morning to you. Thank you for your time this morning. Morning, Kathy, and morning to your listeners. Tsepo Matlangu is the chairperson of the Lotus Atridgeville Soulsville Civic Organization. Tsepo, good morning to you as well. Good morning, Kathy, and the listeners at home. And we're also expected to be joined by Peter Sutton, who is the MMC for Finance in the city of Tswani. Nketeni, let me perhaps begin with you, because Samu has had a lot to say about uh, the state of affairs in the city of Tswane. It comes after the Auditor General, of course, found Tswane to be uh, the worst performing metro in Gauteng, also raising a number of frustrations regarding um, how Tswane has been spending its budget. So uh, lots of questions being raised about that 2.7 billion rand of irregular expenditure and why it was that that figure was so high and, you know, concerns about how it puts together its financial statements, uh, like many other municipalities, red flags over the use of consultants. As Samu in the, in, in the city, what are your big concerns right now? Our, our biggest concern is what the, the AGS said, for example, the usage of consultant, and in some instances, in areas where we do have internal capacity, where workers can do exactly what these consultants are doing. And over and above that particular issue is that, in some instances, these consultants and other uh, service providers, they come and leave some work not completely done, and it, it ends up uh, done by the, the, the staff, the internal staff. And, and, and this we have been raising it in quite a number of occasions. We have marked, we have submitted a memorandum to say there's duplication of, uh, of, of services. For example, a worker in waste who is doing waste removal, there would be a private company who is doing exactly that. And we are saying this should be lived in the hands of municipal workers. And some, at some stage you find that even workers are not, are not given equipment so that they are, not, they are not going to render that particular service. And that on its own it ends up impacting on service delivery. And we wonder what is the interest of the city of using service providers where there is internal capacity. We have been raising that. So, so your issue then is, you know, largely around the administrative um, aspects of, of how the city is run. How does this impact service delivery in your view? No, no, in our view, for, for an example, there the, 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 the will be a tender that deals with fleet. Uh, for example, cars that will ferry workers from one point to another, and those cars that are used for service delivery. For, for example, the car will move from a CBD going to a certain region, say Brongor Street, for an example. If you find that the city does not have equipment of their own, it means workers may not be transported to, to an area where they, they're supposed to deliver services, as it, it, it is the case currently, as we are speaking. So that on its own, it's creating a, lo- a lot of challenges. And the community in turn 
when they see the slowness of service delivery, they intend to attack our members when they go on site because there will be time delay. The, 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 the workers don't have equipment. So, so we are leaving that to consultant, to service delivery, I mean, to, 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 to service providers, and that is a huge challenge. But we understand that currently the city is in a process of buying the, 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 the cars for, or the fleet for the, for the city, which is directly owned by the city. But moreover, when the city go and contract the external providers, sometimes it leaves our workers with no work. We have got people who are supposed to maintain, maintain vehicles, currently at the workshops, they are no longer doing that because the service that comes in, they then maintain the services themselves. So you leave workers with no work at all. And when there is time for the for, for, for cars to be serviced, sometimes they talk, take longer to come back to the city, as long as three months. So that's what we are raising. We are saying this, this, this is slowing service delivery. And when the community look at municipal workers, they are looking at people who are lazy, people who don't want to do jobs, whereas we are not given tools of trade. All right. Well, I guess that is a, a good place for us to start. Nketeni Mutavi, Regional Chairperson of SAMU in Tswani. Tsepo Matlangu, let me bring you in here. You represent, of course, some of um, the local communities. Your view about the state of affairs in Tswani? Okay, now, thank you very much. The state of affairs in Tswani is very, very bad, Casey, if I can tell you. There is a maladministration in that uh, uh, city of Tswani. They are dismally failing. I actually concur with Mem Keteni regarding the consultants. It's very disturbing as to who really benefits by using or opting for consultants than employing people and getting, giving them permanent employment because those consultants and debt collectors are paid by the city, where do they get that money if they cannot pay their workers from city of Tswani? Maladministration is a serious issue. Nobody knows what they are doing there because they're duplicating. There's a lot of duplication there. Why can't the city focus on their workers? They've employed people. They're not using them. They lose consultants. Why is that? That is a very serious concern, Casey. Is that the only concern that you as the residents have? The other concerns, the very serious problem now is the billing system. They are using the, con- uh, the consultant as well. They're paying a lot of millions to those people and they exploit the guest meters. I don't call them meter readers. You know, Kathy, they take a person who doesn't even, who never saw a meter reader a reading in his or her own life and deploy them those contractors, to our townships. They hardly know the areas. What they will do, they'll get frustrated because they're exploited. Why I'm saying that? One person will be allocated 600 houses in Atridgeville for two days. How come one person who doesn't even know that part of Atridgeville be given such a, a mammoth task? So they frustrate these people, exploit them, and they pay them two rents per household. That is very frustrating. We went to the city of Tswani and said, please employ the locals. Cut the cost. Our unemployed youth and single parents can do the better job to bring the, uh, the billing to the accurate readings because that's the critical first step of resolving the billing, through accurate readings. They are guesstimating. 
They are not coming from time to time, and they keep on making promises they don't actually honor, like scrapping of our bills, because Tswani bills, not only at Ridgeville, they are erroneous, all of them. We've got the wrong bill because of estimation. And they employed the debt collectors to impose estimated bills on people. Next thing, they embark on this Tswaniya Tima, which is unjust and illegal because the bills are illegal, they're fraudulent because of estimations or guesstimations. So they must listen to the ground, to the people, the ratepayers. Our theme as Alaska is municipality for the people, by the people, because we are the ratepayers. According to Municipal Systems Act, they like to refer to. You know, it's amazing that they've been estimating for more than 180 days. That deem they are billing illegal. So as Alaska, we demand the scrapping of all the bills starting from 1st of September. People should pay what they wanted to pay because we had a meeting on Sunday when Mr. Peter Sutton was in attendance. And the masses have spoken. Let's take a decision. He knows about that. But when he joins us, he'll have to confirm their stance on this because we don't want to see those contractors coming to our township implementing Botswana Yadima to our township, knowing very well that the problem lies with the city because there's maladministration. They cannot handle their affairs. They have outsourced everything. All right. And now they say they don't have money. All right. Tsepo Matlangu there, the chairperson of the Lotus Atridgeville Soulsville Civic Association. The MMC for Finance in the city of Tswane, Peter Sutton, is on the line. Peter, good morning to you. Thanks for your time this morning. Good, good morning, Cathy, and good morning to your listeners and to our guests as well. I think let's start with the obvious, Peter, and it's the concern that has been raised by the Auditor General. Concert well with the city of Tswane that you are now considered the worst metro in this province. Yeah, thank you. Um, it's uh, it's definitely an alarming uh, report that came from the AG. Um, but if you look at the a lot of the uh, basis um, that the AG has based that on, you know, those are facts with uh, with uh, problems that we need to resolve here in the city of Chuani. She pointed out the irregular expenditure, uh, the use of consultants, um, and a few of the other uh, points that you also raised. Uh, you know, which are which are matters that we have to fix. I mean, it's no way uh, trying to argue against it. Um, and uh, we know that there's been obviously some challenging times in Chuani over the last two three years, and this had an impact. And uh, we just need to get out of that and fix it and, and take what the AG has given us, address that, and uh, and we will move forward and we will move out of this uh, label that they have given us. Peter, how do you begin to explain irregular expenditure of 2.7 billion rand? What has gone into that figure and and why? Has it been yeah. characterized as irregular expenditure? What did you as the city not do when it comes to following due process? Thank you, Cathy. Cathy, I think one just has to put it in perspective is that the $2.7 billion wasn't just incurred in the last financial year. So how irregular expenditure works is it accumulates until it's dealt with. So in other words, 
the in total figure of irregular expenditure in the city actually accounts for the last 10 years. Um, but what happens? Uh, expenses irregular. Then there needs to be an investigation. And what the law states is that after the investigation, a decision needs to be taken. Either council, a report will be taken to council to approve the irregular expenditure, or a report will be taken to council to recoup the irregular expenditure from uh, the people involved uh, for incurring that irregular expenditure. And I think the one thing that has gone wrong over the last couple of years is that those investigations weren't properly done or concluded. Those reports didn't come to council. Um, once those decisions get taken, as I explained now, that amount gets taken out of the irregular expenditure and that amount reduces. But irregular expenditure doesn't fall away, doesn't go away. It remains in your books until you, until you actually deal with it. So the one thing we have done wrong um, if, uh, over the last couple of years is the fact that um, those uh, those uh, reports weren't properly dealt with. How do you how do you change that? Because ultimately, there still has to be a way of, in some instances, where there has been uh, corruption, at least making sure that th- some of these monies are recovered. So, what do you understand now about how this irregular expenditure was racked up? Mm, yeah, and that's a, that's a very good point because I think what we have found is a whole number of forensic uh, reports and investigations that has been done that implicates people, uh, that implicates other aspects, and those needs to be finalized now. So it's one thing to do the report or the investigation, um, but the second part now is to move to action. Um, and uh, there's a couple of those who've now gone through to other state departments like the SIU, the Special Investigation Unit, for instance, to help us recoup that money uh, that we have lost over the years. And you can go back. There's no end to it. And I think that's the process. Where you can recoup that money, it has to be recouped, and we will certainly go through that process. Of course, the last financial year also added its own contribution, um, especially when we look at the use of things like consultants. It's been raised by both the guests that we have on the show this morning from SAMU and from um, the, 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 the Civic Association representing residents. Mm, yeah. yeah, definitely it's one of the aspects that the uh, AG also highlighted, uh, use of consultants, way too excessive. And uh, and I think it's a process uh, or an aspect that I think many of us in Chwani feel uh, needs to be urgently addressed. We can't be paying people, uh, employing people to do work and then go and appoint consultants to do the work on top of that. I mean, it's just it's just ludicrous. Obviously, in some cases, you need to bring in in experts on a certain field for a certain purpose, but that's very minimal. <laughs> Excuse me, it shouldn't be the majority of your cases. So that's certainly something um, that has already been uh, addressed. We started that process of a GTAC uh, where we do a review of the entire... That, this is through National Treasury, by the way, not through us. Uh, National Treasury uh, funds this entire process, and it's done by National Treasury, where they look at the entire workforce of the city of Chuane. Uh, all the, the, the aspects that are needed as part of that, 
um, uh, as part of a process uh, to help us align this and, and move away from this this uh, this vicious circle we got into from from using consultants for aspects that should be done by uh, people that we pay salaries to do the work. Sure. You know, Peter, as the MMC for finance, you know, part of your role is also that of oversight over how the city is spending its budget. It's interesting to me that you're talking about the problem as, yes, something that needs to be resolved. But I don't know if you're counting yourself as somebody who is part of the system, part of the power structures and has the opportunity to actually change that right now. Mm, no, certainly I do. Uh, we must just uh, bear in mind that the AG report that we refer to uh, dates back to the 2020-2021 financial year. Um, and that is uh, long before I became an MMC. I wasn't the MMC back then. But certainly now, we uh, and that's why I say we've identified this and you're correct. We need to address this. We're addressing this in this financial year and in the short space that I have been in office. We've started making some changes to some of the aspects that we've picked up, but this AG report came out now, and they won't go away if we don't if we don't change and if we don't act. And that starts with me as the current MMC for finance. Uh, those audit findings will just come back again in the next financial year, uh, implicated exactly the same. And I think that's the tendency we've seen in the city of Chuani for for a long time is what we refer to as repeat audit findings. Many of the aspects that the AG points out are aspects that are pointed out over over periods of time. But I think, uh, you know, for us to change it, there's a lot of dynamics that needs to fall in place uh, and everybody needs to work together. And, and that's where we are in process now to appoint a new full-time or to appoint a full-time city manager, which will be the start of the process. Uh, and then are various other positions that have for very long been active positions or acting positions haven't been filled. And it all starts with all those dynamics that needs to work together. But we certainly do count ourselves as part of that, yes. Have you been able to identify in which areas you are using the most consultants? We um, we definitely, in, in, in a lot of the finance aspects we do, uh, like we've seen with consultants uh, coming in to assist with um, parts in our IT department, um, and also various other departments also make use of consultants, especially for the preliminary investigation for capital projects and so forth. Um, so, yes, we do we do have a, a good idea where the majority of those consultants are expenses are sitting. But, but is it a case of these consultants charging more than what they should? Or do you just have an oversupply of, of consultants working across various divisions in the city? That's a difficult one to answer. I think in many cases, uh, some investigations have certainly found uh, that uh, some consultants have overcharged. But I think the uh, if you ask my opinion on that, the, the, um, the usage of consultants have just become too loose and too easy. Uh, to appoint consultants to to get involved in instead of people actually getting down doing the work. And and I think in some cases, uh, the other side also counts. I think we might sit with uh, people who just don't have the skills in certain positions that they need to have to do the job, and therefore they need to rely on consultants to help them perform their duties. And we hope that this process that uh, National Treasury is following now will help us to identify if there are cases like that as well, so that can also be dealt with.
We're looking at the city of Tswane for our municipal watch feature. As you heard earlier, the Auditor General recently saying that it is the worst metro in Gauteng province. And uh, we're discussing now some of the challenges that the city is facing. You heard there the voice of Paul Sutton, who is the MMC for finance in the city of Tswane. We'll continue our conversation, including uh, hearing from the representatives of SAMU and um, the LAXA, which is the Lotus Atridgeville and Salisville Civic Organization. I'd also love to hear from you. I see some of you are already texting us. And the big issue that you're complaining about is rubbish, the collection of rubbish and how it has been piling up in parts of the city. I'll take your calls on 011-714-2006. On the WhatsApp line, 614 614- one zero four one zero seven, and of course on Twitter at SFM Radio, the hashtag there SAFM Talking Point. It's eleven thirty. Dineo is standing by with your headlines. Let's continue the conversation on the talking point. We're still staying with the state of affairs in uh, the city of Tswane. Uh, Nketeni, you've heard the opportunity. You've had the opportunity of listening to what Peter has to say and some of uh, the interventions that are being planned under the current government. Are you satisfied? No, 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 not at all, Katie. You know what? What Peter is saying and his observations. There's nothing new. The fact that he, he was only appointed uh, in this new administration does not mean that they were not, not in charge. Remember, the DA, they pride themselves by saying, where we govern, we govern better. They should be displaying that. The issue of consultant that they are saying they are dealing with. I can tell you we have got uh, Team, uh, the Operation Team. They went out and appointed 33 companies to do exactly what the internal staff is doing. During the current financial year, it's nothing new that they are doing. So what they are, they are, they are, they are raising, honestly, is, is, is like they are not living in the same city where we are living. And as some, we have given them our memorandum detailing some of the areas that need jack-up, that they must deal with, and they've, they've, they've overlooked those things. They go and appoint consultant. One is even attempted to say maybe some of them are companies owned by politicians because there's no reason. Why must we appoint consultants in areas where internal staff they are doing and they are doing it better? The Tuaneria team has accumulated a lot of money in a short space where consultants are struggling to do that. But they went and appointed 33 companies. What are these 33 companies are doing? When you go to, 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 to legal, for example, even some small issues that can be dealt with internal staff that are taken to the lawyers. And, and that has become a norm that any case even when the managers can deal with it, for example, a case of disciplinary, a case of arbitration, they are bringing lawyers to do that. And those are line functions of supervisors, of directors, of the of senior managers. And, Why and, are they continuously and, doing that? And, and, and Ketani, you know, have, have you done a, 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 a profile of, of, of these companies that are getting these contracts? Do you know, you know who owns these companies? No, no, no. We, we, we have done uh, uh, some profile on, on this company, but we, we don't want to cast suspicions on some individuals. But there are those that we know, for sure, uh, 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 that, that they've got links with, with, with some politicians. And that is where the problem is. Because, you see, what is so difficult? Why do you go out and procure services that you have internally? 
what, 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 what pushes you to do that? So we have profiled them, some of them that they have appointed in so far as revenue protection. They are not even qualified to do the, this job. That is why majority of the contracts that they are intended that they are awarding, they are being challenged successfully in court because they are in a hurry to appoint. Even the executive is interfering who must be appointed in these particular areas. And that is the challenge. But if, you, you, you see, to, to, to be honest with you, what is disheartening? I was telling to one manager to say, maybe is the, this administration has mandate to collapse the city because we are too big to fail. We have got almost 22,000 staff complementing the city. And majority of them, they are not doing anything. Their work is given to consultants. Why is that? There's no issue of skills shortage. Never. We've got two power stations that are not, not even working when we are at the phase of, of, of load shedding. Why is the city not running this power station? What is their mandate if the city cannot deliver electricity? If the city cannot do with waste removers, what then becomes the mandate of this administration which is here? Mm. All right. So, so what, he's say, what he's saying is not, is not something that we are not raising. When we raise to them, they've taken a unitarist approach that the union must be dealt with as a drive the way they problematize us not to raise issues and they continue making mistakes. We are becoming a joke. I mean, Kitten, the city being the worst performing. Let me, let, me, let me give him a chance uh, a chance to come in and respond here. Uh, Peter, uh, you know, he's raising some very important questions about why, you know, there is the ongoing use of these consultants. Mm. Thank you very much. Yeah, I was listening to the points you raised now, and, and some of them are, are very concerning points um, that I'm very worried about because, firstly, one of the points he makes is that there are 22,000 uh, employees in the city of Chwani, and that figure is absolutely incorrect. Um, the second point... Uh, what's that what's the makes, correct figure? No, it's it's much higher than 22,000. Um, I think it's much closer to 27,000. Oh, it's uh, much higher. So, so, much higher, yeah. So it, it, it then <laughs> justifies even more the case to not use consultants. Well, it justifies also my case uh, of saying is why do we have so many people and we use this when people should be able to do the the work and and that we uh, that's why I say we've already started the process to deal with this um, because it is concerning and then also there's a vacancy rate a high vacancy rate in between that which is uh, which is also a, a concern but but the one point that I that I just want to raise so he, he makes a he makes a, 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 a point that we've appointed 30 uh, contractors to deal with the Chwani Yatima campaign, which is, which is factually not correct. We've appointed debt collecting companies, and those companies are not being paid uh, pro- proactively. They are paid commission on what they collect on the area debtors book. So our debtors book, we've got a lot of area debtors book, uh, which, uh, which, as the AGS pointed out, sits at 17 billion, and we need to collect um, that money. Now, I want to, on this point, also come in with one of the points that Mr. Mashlangu raised, because I attended the meeting with Mr. Mashlangu and, and uh, on Sunday, as he pointed out, and it was indeed correct. But I do not recall a decision being taken that people must pay that they want and we should scrap all bills. The way I add it is that people must pay for their consumption and where the bills are incorrect, we need to correct them. Um, but people need to pay for them. So it's a matter that him and I will have to, uh, have to clear out. But we sit with a culture of non-payment and therefore we use these debt collectors to help us collect some of the historic debt owed to the city. But the Joshua Yatima campaign, 
are done by our internal uh, departments, our electricity department, our metro police department, our finance department, our water department are involved in going out and making sure that we implement the credit control uh, policy uh, of the city to collect our finances. So, so, so Peter, then, how many companies then um, have you hired to do this work of debt collection? So there is uh, there is uh, slightly less than 30 at the moment, but the, the figure is about 30. But these are companies, like I say, that have been re- uh, appointed as part of the council resolution to collect our arrear debt. So then his estimation wasn't uh, completely off because he said 32. And you no, 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 saying... that's, uh, he's, he's, not, he's not off. But the okay. point I'm making is he's, he's linking it to the 20 Yatima campaign, which is incorrect. Is not, they're not part of the Chwani Atima campaign. They're part of our debt collection process because, yes, we need to collect the 17 billion debt uh, that's owed to the city. But that debtors group is made up of different categories of debtors. And that's why nowadays uh, you will know from the media when we go out to collect our debt, our metro police is involved and our internal departments are also involved uh, to go out and make sure. And we do that. Partly also because of the uh, bribery that we have found mm. uh, take place in our debt collection process where people were uh, illegally reconnected in the past and so forth, so we can deal with that. Do you and need then, th- 30 companies to be running and, and facilitating these processes for you? Well, look, they, they do change because if they don't perform, even though we don't pay them up front, we still expect them to perform a duty. Um, so if they don't collect, we do take them out of the equation and out of the system, and we would rather give it to a debt collection company that does perform. But mm-hmm. their job is to help us collect the money that the city has, that we have financed, and that we need to provide services for. Uh, is, is this part of trying to keep the various constituencies that are in the city happy? Because... Um, Nketeni raises an important issue and it's around, you know, who runs and owns these companies and the links that they potentially have to political parties, various political parties. And I want to know from you, the reason why, is the reason why you have even 30 companies on the list to begin with, does it have to do with that? No, absolutely not. And I want to I want to uh, put a, a point out now that I want uh, my colleague to take up uh, from Samu, and that is what I'm challenging, that it's factually lies that those companies are linked to politicians. And he has, if he has any proof or any indication of the country, he needs to make it public. Um, because it's not, it's not uh, okay. If it, if it is like that, we need to know about it, and we need to deal with it, and criminal char- charges need to be laid. But our procurement process is of such a nature that I'm very confident that no politics, is absolutely no link to anyone. These companies have been independently appointed. And if there's any contrary information, make it public, go into the media and name the politicians on the political parties that are linked to these companies. Because I think it's very important. We shouldn't be making aspersions and allegations like that. We should put it out in the media, get it transparent so it can be dealt with. 
because oh. it will be a criminal offence if that's the case. All right. I'll be taking your calls on 011-714-2006 if you want to weigh in on the state of affairs in Tswane. Perhaps you are a resident of the city of, of Tswane. I'd love to hear uh, from you as well. I'll take those WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. Tsepo, let me give you a chance to come in here. Yeah, okay. Now, thank you very much. <coughs> Kathy, um, we are rounding in circles here with the C when it comes to City of Tswane. I have been engaging the previous MMC for re regarding this, and she acknowledged on television that City has made estimations. So, collecting revenue is something else, and collecting estimation is another thing, because City now is imposing the estimated bills on the poor of the poorest. There is a lack, lack of public participation. There is lack of communication between the city and the poor because we are, most of the houses that have been irregular, uh, erroneously built are either unemployed, child-headed, or depending on SASA grant. Social development is not doing justice as well because there is a waiting period of six months for a person to be approved as an indigent. So during that period of six months, the city now doesn't look into their faults or the, 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 the problems that, are, that lies with how they run the city. They use their, their, their consultants deliberately to impose those estimates. Those bills are estimated and they are illegal. Look at Municipal Systems Act and then you'll concur with me. It's a treaty. When we call the news, uh, newsroom of uh, whatever uh, TV station to come and see and witness exactly what is really happening on the ground, they don't come on time. If they attend those meetings, they will see. On Sunday during the meeting, I, as, a, as a leader, I don't impose issues on the community. I take the mandate from the ground. I ask in front of Peter for the, from, from the ground that how much can you afford as indigents, child-headed households, and unemployed uh, community. They said, we can afford 300 rents. Not me. That's not me. That's the community. It is recorded somewhere. And two, the working class, they said 500 rents, pending the scrapping of bills, because I am still waiting for the uh, report. Because in May, I was told that starting from June, they will start to scrap the bills. We are waiting for the write-off. Since the tenure of previous MMC, we were promised that now the bills will be written off because they're estimated. Instead of receiving the report, that they are writing that report and they hear the report, we see consultants coming with a metropolis. Instead of looking at serious issues in Sunnyside, they just come to the poor of the poorest, harass them, disconnect them. I wonder why they choose this period. There is now this gun trigger-happy gangsters who are killing random people randomly. And now the city wants to disconnect the poor of the poorest without assessing their accounts and giving them the, the indigents, registering mm-hmm. them as indigents. Mm-hmm. I wonder what came to your mind at Casey. If they disconnect, disconnect all these people, how are they hoping to collect that revenue? You disconnect me. Then we are frustrating people. Then there will be this thing of tampering with electricity. Tony will be looking for whatever revenue from those people. 
they, they, mustn't, they, mustn't, they must stop uh, frustrating people All because right. they'll end up tampering with infrastructure. All right. Let's try give people indigenous, let them register them in two weeks. We don't have reference numbers for, for starters. When people go there to obtain reference numbers, they are told that they're offline. But I had Peter Tully telling us about IT that they're investing in. That IT is not working for anybody, even for the city, because they are forever offline. People are encouraged to go to a certain office to obtain confirmation letter from social development. So social development must come on board and advise the city on the number of indigents. All right. That Tep- must be registered in a short period of time. Let- period, but they must grab it. Let me ask you to pause it there uh, for now, Tepo. Uh, one message here that's coming through on uh, the WhatsApp line is from Mark in Pretoria North. Mark says, on the failures in Twani, I feel that the DA leadership has especially neglected uh, the townships where infrastructure and services have declined drastically even before the COVID fallout. Twani is becoming like Cape Town where the wealthier areas are kept in splendid condition whereas the townships and poor areas are severely neglected. This is all so obvious simply by visiting different parts of the city. That's one view there. Talking about then uh, some of the township areas. Let me go to uh, Tabo. You're calling us from Soshanguve. Good morning, Tabo. Good morning, Casey. How are you? I'm all right. Thank you. Good, good, Casey. Casey, I'm, I'm staying in Soshanguve, but I'm, 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 I was born and brought in Namaskar. Mm. I want to talk more specifically about the water crisis in, in Namaskar. Mm. You know, the water crisis in Amazon will never, will never win this battle unless they do away with, with, with their processes inside and the corruptions which, which, which they, they busy with. The, you should know that uh, the, the project of water tankers that, that's running around Amazon are owned, are owned by, by Chinese employees. So definitely those, those, those water tankers, some of them have been financed. And should that that water project be 100 percent correct? Should, should they get it fine? Definitely, sure. Those those guys will, will never have any income from the from their water tankers. So they frustrate frustrating that project that project by 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 making making sure that they get they get enough money via via the via their contracts for those water tankers. So definitely, sure, they will never win this battle. They should start internal investigations. Then definitely they will they, they will win. And also the services which they're running. So I mean, it's so it's so I don't know how to put it, Kathy, but believe you me, they they do a great service to the white areas. But when you go to social Gube areas, Amaskal areas, so is nowhere to be found. Go to the north of Pretoria, the east of Pretoria, the services is hundred percent, Kathy. But in, in 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 black areas, you will never you will never receive a good services from Tuan. Mm. Definitely, that that is wrong. That is something like that they should work on. And and and, so and, and, and Tabo, yeah. you know, I, I think what Mark is saying about yes. the level of services being allowed to deteriorate over yes. a, a period of time is also true. It is, it, it is true. It, it is true. It is deteriorating, and we we expected that maybe. Because because there's the, the, the change in management under 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 DA now things will be better but things are getting worse, Katie. There's there's one other thing whereby uh, the, the 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 mayor himself is also is also promoting this thing. 
There's a listing of uh, the rubbish bins collection. So I mean, it's, it's promoting that we, we get, we do applications for rubbish bins, whereby they deliver new rubbish bins to us, but they're not coming clear to us that those rubbish bins, there's, there's an extra charge of 300 rand or more, which will come, which we'll have, we'll have to pay more on our municipal accounts each and every month. And they're not giving us an option to buy our own bins. Uh, just imagine, Casey, the bins that, they, that they, they, they want us to buy from them. You, I can buy it from, from macro for less than a thousand rand. But for them to say, I'm going to pay extra 300 rand a month for that, that's rubbish. That's rubbish. How many people people will, will not afford doing that? Okay. And then that's, that's where, that's where they, 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 they're promoting illegal dumping sites. So mm-hmm. people are going to dump there because they're saying if the bin is not a municipality bin, they will not collect it. So what right. do they expect us to do? Tabo, I'm going to ask you to pause it there. We'll get the uh, the representative from the city to respond, Peter Sutton. I'll also take more of your calls and WhatsApp voice notes after this quick break. Kathy Mosasana on SAFM. Well, before I go back to the guests on this issue of the state of affairs in Swane, I also want to take some of the voice notes that you're sending around what your experience of the city is. Hi, good day. You're speaking to Anonymous here from Cape Town. I just want to find out, isn't Swane being run by the DA? I mean, uh, for the last, I think, four or five years, the DA have been running that... uh, metro with coalition parties if that is the case because they claim to be a party that governs well where they govern they govern well so i want to find out um isn't the da uh, running that uh, 20 metro hello kefi i'm james mela from bloomfontein you know kefi what i can tell you kefi some is the problem Wherever ANC governs, SAMU is the problem. The whole South Africa, they are not doing anything because of SAMU, the municipal workers. Rubbish is all over. I cannot say about Bloemfontein. Those workers, they are stubborn because of SAMU. Thanks, Kefi. Bye. Good morning, Kefi. Uh, I need to ask uh, 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 Peter Sutton. What is the difference between the residents of Swane and the residents of uh, Johannesburg? Because of they are in a process now of scrapping bills for a, a, a Joburg residents. Why can't they do the same uh, for for Swane re- uh, residents? Because of now he 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 is admitting their wrongdoings. So we have done nothing wrong. Their system is the one that is broken, that is corrupt. So why must we pay for their wrongdoings, for their mistakes? So they, when is he going to scrap our bills? Because of obviously we can't pay for their mistakes, as he is admitting now. Uh, my question, Katie, I'm a resident also from Tswani here. How does Tswani go and then uh, boldly go and collect uh, debts uh, from the residents when and then hire so many companies 
when they are charging a resident in terms of the thing is um estimations how can they hire so much companies to go and collect debt but they are failing to 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 hire people who will give the correct meters how sure are they about their debts and then uh, why are they spending on this company all right, I'm not sure why um, that voice. And let me just see if we can't play the rest of it. Meter reading because of so many people are owing that money because of it's not the true reflection of what they are owing. So why are they collecting on the estimation? That is completely wrong. All right, so we'll pause it there then with some of the voice notes that have come through. But uh, I think, Peter, you, you have a general sense of what it is that some of uh, the residents in, in your city have to say. Mm. I do. Thank you. Um, can I uh, proceed to respond yes, to a few yes. of this? Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I think the, uh, there's a couple that I would like to uh, to bring up here first. And, and I, I would like to speak about the estimation um, of consumption. Now, there's no such thing as a bill being estimated. I think we need to just understand that clearly. The, the, the legislation does allow that in certain cases, um, a municipality may estimate consumption, so that's on the electricity or water, um, and which affects sanitation. But the property rates and the waste, uh, the waste charges are fixed charges on the bill that gets promulgated every year as part of the tariff schedule. Now, I agree, and, and, and I think Mr. Mashlangu, uh, one of our guests from Lasko on the call, and, and this is certainly something we have spoken about, and we clearly need some more deliberations on this. But in cases where the estimations have been given on accounts, we do have, uh, in many cases, that those are overestimated, or in some cases, they are underestimated. But when we take an actual reading, and it's important that the municipality must correct those accounts, and I, I do support residents who say we need to correct it with an actual reading. But what the basis remains in terms of legislation is where your account is estimated, it must be corrected. So there's no such thing as scrapping off an account or you don't have to pay the account because it was based on estimations because you still used the services. You still consumed electricity, you still consumed water, and you need to pay for that, uh, irrespective if it was on estimations, because when it gets corrected with the actual reading, it will be corrected and the correct charge will be levied. But to, to and, and I know the one lady um, speaking about Joburg, and I'll come back into the Joburg issue a bit more, but I, I just want to say, she was asking me, when am I going to scrap bills? We won't scrap bills, we'll correct those bills. The principle remains, people must pay for what they consume. Now, where there's a dispute, for instance, on electricity or water because of an estimation, what we find, and this is the part of the major discussions that uh, Mr. Mashlangu and I have from Laska, is people must still pay for their property rates and they must still pay for their waste collection and they must pay an average usage on the electricity or water that they dispute. What we see in the city of Chuani is people stop paying accounts at all. And then you have huge uh, accounts uh, heaping up because of non-payment and then the expectation is that we do that we need to write off those accounts, which we will not do. Now, Joburg's got a process that they are doing, which is their own process. But in the city of Tuane, we do allow for the write-off of a rear debt through the assessment, the affordability assessment uh, process. 
Um, and the lady's question was, when will Twani do the same as Jobik? Well, Twani has got its own process. So in the case where people have a rear debt, uh, which they can't pay and for whichever reason, they can approach the municipality through the affordability assessment uh, process and then partially or even in some cases the full debt can be written off. That is part of the normal processes that we have in the city of Chuane. We spoke about the indigent program where people, or, uh, often people on SASA grants or people who live uh, very, very poor conditions can then apply to be uh, registered as on the indigent program, which means they get free basic services where they do not have to pay for other accounts. But the principle still remains that people must pay uh, for the services they use. Then in Amman's scroll, um, the gentleman uh, made the uh, point about the tankers by employees. Now, I know that in the last two months, three months, we have redone the entire tender for our uh, water tankers. Uh, it's gone through a very stringent process, and I'm again saying confidently that I do not believe that any of those uh, companies are linked to employees or uh, politicians in the city of Chuani. But again, I stand to be corrected, and I kindly ask, we have redone the entire tender for our uh, water tankers. Uh, it's gone through a very stringent process, and I'm again saying confidently that I do not believe that any of those uh, companies are linked to employees or uh, politicians in the city of Chuani. But again, I stand to be corrected, and I kindly ask that if anybody has contrary information on that, and they have information that individuals, other officials or politicians in the city of Chuani benefit to that, do not bring it to me. Make it public. Take it to the public. We need to get these things out in the public because right. uh, we've learned also where things are given to individuals, sometimes they don't come where it's supposed to. Make it public. Give it to the media. Let them publish it. Let them, let them show it because I think it's important and we need to deal with that. And I will certainly not tolerate that. If that has to come to my attention, we will lay criminal charges and we'll deal with it because that's nothing less of that. All right. The waste Peter, charges... Uh, yes. Peter, and unfortunately, we're completely out of time for this okay. conversation. So we're going to have to leave it there. Peter Sutton is the MMC uh, for for finance in the city of Tswane. You also heard there from uh, the SAMU representative, Nketeni Mutavi and Tsepo Matlangu, who is the chairperson of the Lotus Atridgeville Sourceville uh, Civic Association. At least it gives a better idea of what is happening in the city of Twani. That's where we leave it for today on the Talking Point. We're back with you again tomorrow. Up next, Sakina Kamwendo with the update at noon.